0: Welcome to the Drawing Companion podcast. This week we discuss why it's worth listening to us, the pointless nature of what we're doing, whether or not art owns drawing, and if Boris Johnson should have been taught to draw before taking office. We also delve into the nature of caricaturing and where we would go if we had a drawing companion time machine. Not to change anything big, you understand, just to see what was happening.
1: Orson Welles yesterday was on the uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. And he was saying, um, such a wise man, worth looking at all his interviews that are on YouTube, very wise. But he was saying... Um, it's always the it's always the the washed up actors that you want to speak to. It's always the guys who nearly made it. He said um, he said fame is down to luck and chance. So there will be people who are brilliant who don't make it, and they're the ones you want to talk to. They're the interesting people. Because they don't have all the weight of fame on top of them, they have all the they've all the baseline energy of unfulfilled desire, which is a, a heady brew compared to um success, i suppose M- maintaining success I, d- I don't know i don't know I know what he means mm-hmm. I've heard of some other people as well, so I, I think one reason that it's worth listening to us is because of that, because we, <laughs> we, we haven't succeeded. <laughs> okay. But we're good. We but we, we, we're decent. You know, we can draw. We can yeah, draw. But, I mean, thought about it. We talked about it. We've you spent the majority of our life dedicated to it. I know. Mean, I
0: mean, that's a bit. That's weird, isn't it? When you do think about it, I try not to even think about my age. But when I think about it's, it's it, like, me, mate. how long I've no. been. In no. art, looking at art and making drawings and reading
1: about it—it's just insane, isn't it? I'm talking constantly to um, other people about it at work, insane. thousands of conversations. You would say that that person was needed a holiday, or they <laughs> <laughs> needed. Well, one thing I would say about that is all those conversations have led to absolutely no resolution of knowledge. Really, yeah,
0: isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Though, isn't that? It's bizarre and beautiful uh, because those those com 'cause even if you're famous right even if David Hockney is chatting now to uh David Trigley <laughs> let's just do the davids uh then they're they're not resolving anything either, do you know what I mean they're having conversations, and they're you know they're do they're doing the same, yeah, the beauty is the unresolved, do you know what I mean It's like Lucian Freud sort of, yeah. sort of saying about kind of making a painting and if it really worked. They need to stop painting, like you know.
1: None of yeah. it. He doesn't feel like anybody's painting yeah. really good. So, but, also, but you could also say, if you're never going to find a solution, why the fuck bother doing it? Yeah, well, that would be. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, but then that's the. Uh, you know, that's yeah, case. Well, when photography was invented, did everyone just not go? Oh, I see. and <laughs> <laughs> just pack it in. <laughs> if it's just about recording, you know, if it's just about recording what you have an image of then we should have all just gone right fair enough yeah but didn't no actually drawing got better because of photography you could argue did drawing get better because of photography well it changed whether it was better we don't really know but it changed because there was no longer that need to reproduce what was there you know Mm. but i
0: i I think it also You've got that double-edged sword, haven't you? Where people fall into the trap of being bewildered by the photograph so much that they feel like they need to articulate it exactly. The photorealism element of drawing, which you know obviously didn't really exist before the photograph, so there's that double-edged sword of where you sort of it sits as a, in a hierarchy of like it's the ultimate representation, and therefore I can never reach that, but I'm going to try and copy it somehow.
1: You know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, photorealist painting is weird. Very popular, really. It's painting, but what well, you do get photorealistic um, drawings as well. There's people who do really, yeah, yeah. pencil drawings. And some um, are
0: amazing. like Chuck close. You know, those some of those drawings are are incredible. You know, it's a, a difference between a technician and an artist or something, isn't it? You know, like you can be technically be proficient in making photorealistic images but there still has to be something else otherwise yeah. literally what is the point because if it looks exactly like a photograph
1: well it feels like an act of recreation not an act of creation is that what yeah. you know and then the ph- photograph is a recreation so it's a recreation of a recreation yeah. whereas if i draw something it's a creation from day one yeah, it and see? even if the stimulation is what's around you or your imagination i suppose it's always an act yeah. of creation
0: thing yeah Sort of, yeah. I mean, that one has recreation in there,
1: isn't that? Just to qualify, because yeah. But you're recreating. All right, yeah. But you're recreating <laughs> God's creation. Yeah, yeah. There so is creation, the yeah. world around us, as an artist. So we're within the creation, like God, in the sense of there's a creation. Like, that's not the right way to say it, really, is it? But God's cre- creation. Yeah? yeah, everything that there is. Yeah, within that, we're recreating. Stay with me, right? We're recreating, but we're within that creation. So we're part of the creation. So we're not recreating because we are organisms within that creation, using things from that creation to make other things. So we're no more recreating than when a spider makes a web, they're creating. Or a snail leaves a trail, or we draw with a pencil. It's not a recreate, if you're saying it's a recreation, then what you're suggesting, I suppose, is that we are beyond everything in creation. We humans stand, we're a higher thing. We're like, you know, kind of are, aren't you? You know, you're saying that we're recreating because we're like aliens from another planet who've come down and we're better than all the animals, (laughs) all the leaves and all the trees and we fucking rule. And then we recreate into our world. But our world only exists within that created world that we might call creation yeah okay edit
0: that
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, I can't unpick that you did well you You were saying you were saying it is recreation you were saying yeah it kind of is recreation but my point is if you're within the organism that everything is within then it's not recreation no it's uh, it's probably more if I was an alien right if I'm an alien and I'm flying past the earth right Mm -hmm. Mm hmm and i draw the earth with some crayons and i'm like oh this drew to new toy and i draw the earth maybe that's a recreation because the alien isn't part of the creation that is the earth <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah no <laughs> Uh, no, no, that doesn't work. It, that literally doesn't work because they are still making a drawing, which is something that we've created. So they'd have to make a. <laughs> yeah,
1: they wouldn't be drawing they wouldn't have <laughs> crayons. They'd have invented their own form of representation. You know, maybe they're licking on the windows, yeah. and the windows make a drawing using um, fungi. Yeah, yeah, that would then it'd be fun. But yeah, if they're using crayons. Yeah. Something's gone wrong. Something's gone badly wrong with their race. Badly written film.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. Um, So I've got a a thing, which is, does art own drawing? You don't think it does? I think it does, but I don't think it should. Oh, yeah. Like,
1: yeah. What do you mean?
0: Like, it's a very funny thing. I spoke to a friend of mine who's a carpenter.
1: I was just going to say, is it a bit like athletic zones running? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, because I asked a carpenter when was the last time he did a drawing and he said, oh, God, I haven't drawn since I was a teenager. He yeah. said, what? You do not draw out for your, your clients what you're going to make for them. And He was like, oh, yeah. That kind of, I draw every day.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> drawing exists everywhere, doesn't it? Exactly. Um, and That's what I mean. But I think... But it's not always transcendent, is it? It's like dancing exists everywhere, but in the ballet, it's at a high art form. It's trying to transcend that into something amazing. So art owns it like athletics owns it. In that we're professionals about it. We're serious about it, and we do more of it. And it's our main thing we do as your carpenter friend. It's just a thing that he does to communicate. And then he might say, oh, well, drawing is all about communication. But I don't know whether it is because most drawers, good drawers don't know what they're bloody communicating anyway when they start drawing and then they draw it and then they're amazed that they've communicated something to themselves, never mind other people. Yeah. Sometimes the communication is better that way, isn't it? You know, when you,
0: I'm thinking about your, um, Medi, no, Bronze Age, drawings, mm. paintings, and drawings. You know when you've got something in mind, even if it's just at the back of your mind, even if it's at the back of your mind, you don't know what you're trying to communicate about the Bronze Age, but you've still got the Bronze Age there. Yeah, you got to, yeah. It's more difficult than if you just start with nothing, isn't it? And then you sort of suddenly make something. And you're like, ah, oh, that. You know, and somebody comes and says, oh, that really, that's really fantastic. You you know, how do you do that? And uh, often, I don't know, I have no idea how I did that. Like, I just did something. But then as soon as I get, I I think, oh, well, that's a thing. I'll run with that for a little bit.
1: (laughs) It just goes downhill so quickly. Yeah, I can't sustain it. Yeah, but it's almost like me putting the cart before the horse, because I think maybe I was making drawings that looked like the Bronze Age. And then I thought, oh. This looks like I'm drawing the Bronze Age all the time. Why am I drawing the Bronze Age all the time? And some of it is to do with the way the ink falls and the way the media works, the way that I draw with a continuous line when I'm doing those drawings, is they just come out like that. Yeah. I don't know. I've got got a really good painting plan there, so I know exactly what my theme is to paint. And it's so simple. And it came to me, and I'm like, right, I've got to stick to this. Um, And it's simply just a parade a line of Bronze Age people walking along, a long canvas about half a metre by a metre and a half. Um, and it's just characters walking along, parading along, like a band of Bronze Age people, all different shapes and sizes, all walking along in one direction. Because that's what I want to say about it. That's the thing I think I want to say, is that's the most powerful thing in the world. What is? Just... People walking along in a line, in a direction, and not being stuck in one place. People, a band of travellers who don't have a home, who are free, you know. Mm. And it seems like a really simple statement to sort of make at the moment. Just trying to capture that freedom that has existed and just people walking along and playing and animals and, you know, and almost like, um, very much like a kind of... um, a paradise, I suppose. Mm.
0: They do, your drawings do have that real feeling of like a, ba- a band of people like, with a purpose rather than, you know, because essentially the, you, you're just drawing people walking and they, they don't ever feel directionless in their walk. Do you know what I mean? Like you yeah. don't, I don't know
1: how you do that. Sense of purpose across somehow, even though it's sort of purposeless. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something strong about it. I think it would terrify... If people started walking in a straight line and talking to each other in Britain right now and there was a big line of people all walking down the M1 all talking, very dangerous thing. You can't do anything about it, can you? <laughs> what you do? We're just walking and talking. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know. But that's probably... But it's, it's more of a visual thing, really. I don't I think it's worth trying to attach all this... In. I'm not trying to make a big going to be just, if it can, be one of the best paintings I've done. I just did multiple figures, landscape. So it's the seascape thing, the figures. Yeah. And you have to imagine them marching with purpose with banging drums and spears and fish on sticks. And just... <laughs> it's like that. I was saying this to, um, to my friend Anna. I was saying, what would you rather have? Would you rather live to 75 or whatever the average is now or live to 32 but every single day you woke up you didn't know what the fuck was going on you were like in the bronze age you just awake fuck where are we I'm oh, fucking we got to deal with some shit you know or you were just like loud, loud I don't know just every day was different every day you were moving on every day you were traveling and you were with a band of people you know maybe a hundred people and you knew them all and they knew you Everyone knew everyone. Everyone looked after everyone. And every day was an adventure, but boom, 32, you're gone. What would you do? I don't know. Why? I I know what I'd do. I would do the 32 thing. When you're living like that, when you're living like that, time is completely different. It's like you think back to the summer holidays when you were a kid. How long did the summer holidays last when you were a kid? About seven months. Yeah, In your head. Yeah, you think back those those six weeks, massive, massive, long for me. Mm-hmm. I remember that vividly, and it's because at that point you're a wild little beast running around with sticks and things. I mean, I reckon your 32 Bronze Age years would actually, in your mind, feel longer. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I guess. I guess, it I guess feel I guess. like you'd lived a longer, richer <laughs> existence. You know, you'd do more in a month than most people do in five
0: years. Do you think this is a metaphor? you're drawing anyway, for this uh, this idea that drawing is almost like can't really get to what it's about, even though we've talked about it for years and years and years. so you never know what you're going to get. you know you, it's a constant surprise, it's a constant sort of walking, it's constant
1: moving beast uh, <laughs> like Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> It's never going to end. Never. It's never going to end. People are going to keep kicking balls forever and ever and ever. <laughs> We're never going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it has got a sporty element to it. Maybe it is, it's like a sort of sportsman or a field sport. You know, you swap tips and you talk about techniques and you reassure each other that it's a little bit like football or a sport as a fan base and as people that kind of support it and keep it going and everything. Mm. And you need all to be kind of kidding yourself that it matters yeah <laughs> you everyone it doesn't matter obviously it doesn't football doesn't fucking <laughs> matter does? it's it's a game it's it's you know it's um. but yeah no, maybe drawing's the same we've all got to just kiddie, keep kidding ourselves on that it's important it, and maybe it is important because of the act of doing that so football is important because everyone says it's important and acts like it's important yeah so, would well, well, yeah Yeah, well, maybe drawing's the same. Yeah. It's only as important as we've made
0: it. The the financial thing is tricky, though, isn't it? You know, the financial element that's attached to football. There's no money involved in art at all, no. (laughs) (laughs) No.
1: Well, there's not interestingly for drawing, though, is it? Oh, don't you want those Picasso drawings you've got in your back kitchen drawer, then? I do, yeah. Yeah, and I do, because I could sell them. (laughs) <laughs> they are valuable. some drawings are valuable aren't they yeah not as valuable as the paintings yeah you know? no, but then a black and white telly is not as valuable as a colour television so that makes perfect sense <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Well, no it doesn't no two colours all the colours yeah
0: probably for all the colours yeah are you saying a drawing can only be
1: uh, monochrome here is this what you're saying no. <laughs> Only monochrome drawings can be monochrome. <laughs> Only um, your drawings. Anyway, you were, you were going <laughs> off the drawing.: <laughs> point, point was, you were trying to say that there was no money in drawing, and there is no money in doing drawing for most people, but there's no money in kicking a ball around the park for most people either, is there? No. You know. Yeah. So it's comparable. There is an elite. There's successful people who mm. draw all day long and uh, go through wax pastels like they're going out of style. Yeah. What about the social element? Because this is something I struggle with. If everyone met down a football pitch, like 11 people with sketchbooks and ran around a field drawing, it wouldn't work, Dean. And there's no competitive element either, is there? So if you had like 11 artists from Plymouth Art School and 11 artists from uh, Falmouth Art School, and they met in a field. It would be sociable, but I don't know how useful it would be. Uh, No, it wouldn't be very uh, useful, would it, really? But I
0: just mean I struggle when it's not sociable. I I don't like going to the studio and then not being anybody around, like even if I'm not talking to them. You know, when I had the studio in Penryn, that was great because there was always somebody in there. I can't stand
1: people being around when I'm drawing. Can you not? No. Absolutely not. I can't even stand the radio being on a lot of the time. No, I don't particularly like having the radio
0: on. Back along the base of an onion, and working down the side of a mushroom
1: and meeting
0: a carrot. It, it used to impress me. You used to come in to work and used to say... <laughs> that you had done like five minutes on the drawing and then sort of gone off and done, had a cup of tea. And yeah, and, and sort and of encouraged you to in, learn, to learn how to do that, yeah. And dip out. I, 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 I was so impressed with that because I just I, I couldn't do
1: that for the 11 of them. I never liked doing it, but no. with bits it's got to be like that, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I should try and remember, thanks for reminding me, I should do that and try and... Because I'm trying to sit down and finish stuff in one session. Mm. Yeah. You know, it is. It's hard to... So we've started a drawing podcast and we've basically said that we're not going to be able to get to the bottom of this. Yes. But we're going to enjoy the journey of yakking. Yeah. Because I guess, um,
0: even though you don't get to the bottom of it, you might answer certain things on the way for yourself and for other people. Uh, in order to get to somewhere, you know? Yeah. You, it, you, it's, you, you can develop tactics and strategies, you might say. Yeah, exactly. And and at the moment, we're just doing a straight uh 442 But, you know, we might mix it up a bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> One thing you're saying, I think, when you're saying that not every, like everyone could draw, but they don't, and it's something we've talked about before, isn't it? Why doesn't everyone keep drawing? Yeah. Um, you can't believe that, though, though, do you? That, Are we saying, are you saying that the world would be better if everybody drew? And if you are, why would it be better? Uh, Because there
0: um, is, so this is the thing where I get into trouble with words. Uh, (laughs) Because there is uh, a level of empathy that comes with drawing. And I think, like I've always said to... What do you mean? Uh, because you have, in order to draw something, you have to understand it. And sometimes you have to uh, project into what, you know, if you're doing representational work, if you're drawing from representation, let's, let's take that as a main point because, you know, I teach live drawing. You know, my main drive is about representational, observational drawing. That if everybody drew, I think there would be they would be slightly more empathetic than they are. And it doesn't mean that they can only be empathetic through drawing. I just mean that there is something that happens where in order to understand uh, a plant, a person, a shoe, uh, uh, uh,
1: the... Be the, shoe. Be, the shoe. <laughs> be the shoe. Be the shoe. You the shoe. have to be the shoe. Be the shoe, guys. Be the shoe. <laughs> That's what you say. <laughs> you have to project, yeah. to project. Um, what is it um, Vincent used to say you know I say Vincent because I don't like to say surname because I'm not confident about how to pronounce it and no one really is and everyone knows what you mean when you say it so I'm saying Vince. Yeah. Vince Kate. Vincent Vincent yeah. says um, when you draw a chair you're drawing every chair that you've ever seen or known yeah you're in all the chairs, all the chairs. So there's that as well isn't there there's that depth yeah. of empathy yeah like I'm drawing a chair ah oh, I know you're the cut of your jib, Mr. Chair, young fellow, my lad. You know what I mean? There's yeah. that. So there's understanding, observation, empathy, communication. Yeah. Emotional communication. Yeah. Which is quite important, isn't it? And we've seen how people call on join in really, really awful situations where words don't work anymore. So where, where maybe when children have been through an awful situation that they can't, Put into words that they can't talk about, we fall back on our old friend, the yeah. sort of base primal thing. Yeah, and that's how we take that emotion out of that child and put it into the world, so we can we can we can we can empathise with them. Yeah, so that's quite interesting, isn't it? Because there's em- empathy when you're drawing a chair, but when a child is drawing something or any human being of any age is drawing something traumatic that's happened to them or difficult <laughs> that they can't express, mm. then they're giving you the opportunity to empathise with them. Yeah. So it maybe goes both ways. Yeah, totally. Well, it uh, does go both ways.
0: Of course actually. it does. You know, you've looked at a painting before, you've looked at a drawing before and felt something, you know. Yeah, it definitely it goes, it goes both ways.
1: But it's quite interesting, that, isn't it, maybe that, that idea that, that observation that we, we go when we really need to communicate that's how we can do it. Yeah, through going. Difficult emotional situations. And then you could logically say from that, but if we already all drew, so if we already all drew, then when we're in that present, because at the moment we present someone with the opportunity to draw a problem or an issue or encourage that, Hmm. if they already drew all the time and everybody drew all the time, that would be a lot easier because it wouldn't feel like we're putting you in a weird room with some crayons and a piece of paper (laughs) and hoping that you will be able to draw what you can't tell us because we know it's, it, it's difficult, yeah. it would be easier because everyone draws all the time. And you go, oh, can you draw it for me? And they go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, and, and in terms of that sort of like
0: athlete and professional and stuff, is, uh, um, you know, one of the things that you, you sort of aim for when you're teaching is the confidence that they can tackle almost anything that comes in their way, you know, like an elephant burst in the room. They know which, which they're gonna go for. Are they gonna go for ink or they're gonna go for pastel? Yeah. They, they just know because they're yeah. professionals. We're de- dealing with drawing. We know yeah. how our drawing works. And I think, you know, so at that higher level, you know, most people who are drawing, who are professional probably don't know or don't realize that the level of empathy that they're projecting or that they're receiving. Um, you know, it's a subconscious thing that comes with drawing. Yeah. But I think, you know, if everybody had a few more tools and understood mm. elements of drawing and understood that, you know, that there is a, a purpose beyond drawing something that looks like a photograph, which is the main what what you're aiming for in your drawing. Mm. There's so many of them. That is the aim, you know, mm. to to make it look like
1: the thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You get huge satisfaction from doing that, though, don't you? Yeah. That learning curve is is really enjoyable when you're young. You know, it's like when it first starts to look like something that's good. Yeah. When it starts to look like something that you drew is even better. Yeah, yeah. Globally, it's useful. Yeah. You know. But I've I've always sort of
0: said to uh, Sean that I'd love to get when a prime minister becomes prime minister... (laughs) The 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 thing that they that they have to do before they're allowed is to have drawing lessons. That's the <laughs> 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 and I, then I'd take i take Boris and I, I'd get him in a room and I'd teach him how to draw and uh and then you know the world would be a better place, basically.
1: That was <laughs> <laughs> be Cabinet meetings would be, would be just <laughs> Where's the crayons? Where are my crayons? <laughs> Of my crayons <laughs> people doing little drawings getting the paints out I imagine <laughs> you're all wearing those you know the plastic pennies that you wear at uh, infants when it's painted <laughs> right start the meeting <laughs> finger painting it might work great. Right. you could get all kinds of insights absolutely imagine, imagine the drawings that would come out of those meetings if you were allowed, crayons in he comes out to do one of his alerts <laughs> and he's done a drawing. <laughs> he's done a drawing of a rainbow. <laughs> over, over number 10, there's just like a rainbow. And then I don't know what will be falling out of the rainbow masks, maybe, or virus vaccines. Vaccines, yeah. No, he's done a drawing of the vaccine, but as a superhero. No. So he's got, Himself, surely. <laughs> no, it's like a bottle with a baseball cap on and, like, yeah. big muscles <laughs> and sunglasses, <laughs> I think. I don't know. It's so refreshing when he comes out with a drawing. He's quite shy about it. It was not very good. <laughs> that... Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he's I was silence, I that, he's... Silence his critics. Yeah. What would you say? You can't argue with that. He's holding it up and they're going... "What? They could say... When did you do it? But they can't say it's rubbish. You can't go well, Prime Minister. I think this drawing is rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) And he'd go, "Well, it may be rubbish, but I drew it, and that's the new arms policy." (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yeah.
0: Oh, you cannot
1: say that this (laughs) This is a bad idea. This is this has to run. I think solve Brexit wouldn't it if you went over there with a decent drawing with a bit of glitter (laughs) you know try slagging this plan off and it's really big and it's got like feathers on it and like macaroni and it's like a map of britain with a big acid house smiley face on it and then a a bit of europe europe's like sad really grumpy with little horns brilliant and then when he came back because it would be like Brexit sorted. We don't know how they did it, but they did it. The Prime Minister is getting off the plane any minute. He's going to tell us how he did it. He gets off the plane. He's got a cardboard tube, takes out the picture, holds it up to the world. This is how I did it. Drawing. Thank you, Dean, for those lessons. Oh,
0: man.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's. You know, I don't know how you've
0: done it, but that's exactly how I saw it in my head when I uh, mm, think. I think that's how it would pan out. Yeah, yeah.
1: It would yeah. be good. And exaggeration is fascinating, I think. I've never done it. You know, caricature. Mm. But, you look, like, but it is, it's a proper puzzle, isn't it? It's like that we should think about maybe another week. Um, like if I draw you accurately, it looks exactly like you, obviously. If I draw you and exaggerate your features, yeah. it looks exactly like you as well. Yeah. But yeah. more so more so. so I've done nothing accurate. I've made your chin everything's wrong in a caricature. Yeah. Why is it why is it why yeah. does that work? Absolutely. And,
0: and then that goes back to this idea of, you know, the, the photographer and, you know, being the epitome of representation. But actually, you can do something as ridiculous as, as a caricature and actually get closer to it.
1: Yeah, it was a fascination of the, the Renaissance artists, you know, right through to Tiepolo and is loving caricature as a fun thing it's like you're know, like manga to us that's yeah. thing exactly just that, that these grotesques that you get these beautiful renaissance drawings of grotesques that are you don't know if they're caricatures because you don't know who they're drawings of yeah, yeah. You, so you sort of have to assume that there was some really fucking ugly people in it <laughs> In the fifteenth, in the fifteenth, sixteenth century, or, or they're—I they're, prefer to think they're caricatures. There's Da Vinci's, and I think they're described as a grotesque man, and you think he probably did a cartoon, yeah. you know. So, like in, like, in a thousand years, they're going to look back at Mickey Mouse and go, well, they had some pretty freaky mice in the... T- you, you know? Yeah, poor Walt Disney. Look at him so trying to... Him face. Face. the caricature. The caricature is just a drawing, isn't it, of a weird-looking person. Yeah. So, I mean, even... You could look at, like, ancient sculptures of what she called the... You know that fertility. one of the earliest sculptures? and it? it's oh, yeah. Venus it's like of... Venus of Villandor. Willendor. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful, big, massive, fertile woman. Mm-hmm. Um, could have been a caricature. Maybe she wasn't. Maybe maybe that was just a sort of funny little joke for... Yeah. You know, it was just like a piss take.
0: Yeah, well, all of those, you know, shant uh, got this beautiful Easter Island book. And I mean, all those little, tiny little sculptures, but they probably have some other significant... Oh, yeah,
1: a lot of cultures, Inuits have them all over their body, you know, yeah. rather polar bear up their jumper and a seal in their back pocket and, but yeah. they're so
0: I mean they're so well you know they made like a human but it's like a bendy stick that they've sculpted it out of and it's just so human but it's everything yeah. is grotesquely out of proportion mm-hmm. uh, but, and so we knew it we knew it from the start you know we knew oh, it's
1: exaggerated even early drawings are exaggerated yeah. early 40,000 early 40,000 40, year old drawings there's always exaggeration absolutely yeah
0: and I think we've we've sort of lost that because I think of maybe you know this idea of maybe cartooning being a lower four, you know like oh you just joined some cartoons or something but uh, you know if you, if you look back we've always done it and it's always been really powerful um, and
1: I think you know maybe we've it's a weird one though isn't it it's like you've got to, it's its that weird thing of um, well not a weird thing but um, Picasso was a massive collector of comic books and cartoons mm. particularly gag cartoons particularly quick line ink cartoony drawings which was just junk culture but He obviously was very influenced by that, that freshness, that quickness, and that ability to put across an idea conceptually, you know, in a comic, in a cartoon or whatever. And his work is cartoons. What is it if it's not cartoons? Yeah. What is Picasso's work if it's not cartoon? It's exaggeration, it's grotesque, plays with space, nothing's accurate, colours are fucked up, sounds like a cartoon to me. No?
0: yeah and he also massively des- desires to go backwards you know to childhood type drawing you know that you know he says that out loud you know that's yeah. a big thing isn't it
1: i want to go backwards i want to go to minoa the island of minoa and hang out there be an
0: artist what happened in the island of minoa
1: they're about 400 years ahead of the rest of culture for ages in their art you, just amazing, amazing things. Beautiful bronze casting and loads of really subtle cartooning and, and exaggeration and simplification and abstraction and I don't know what was going on there. That's why I want to go there. <laughs> I mean, basically, what was going on there? I mean, they don't know. They're just looking at a bunch of um, bunch of relics, but yeah. clearly something interesting was going on there. And I think that's that's probably where I'd go. I reckon Picasso would join me. Yeah. Yeah, it's the place where they leap over bulls. So there's all these sculptures of bulls with people leaping over the horns. Oh, wow. Amazing, crazy goddess culture and worshipping dolphins. And,
0: and is that where you'd go? Like if we had a drawing time machine, is that where you'd go? Yeah, interesting, wouldn't it? Like, there's certain elements in time. That's where I'd go, I think. Just have a peeky. You know, not to stay
1: there for much and just to have a peeky at what's going on. Just yeah. move stuff around or just leave a rubber or something. It's <laughs> <laughs> the little thing, a little thing that'd make their lives easier. Leave a pencil sharpener. <laughs> That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Time play, but nothing big. Like, you don't go back and kill Hitler. You just go back and... Where would you go, then? Where would you go? Renaissance, probably.
0: Well, yeah, it was in my head. I, but I don't know why, you know, but I think it's that just, like... right just great in times, that's why. <laughs> quite, I'm quite interested in that that invention of perspective in the Western art, you know, in that in the time before... At, at that real... Just that time where it's just, like, Nobody drew in perspective. Nobody had, there weren't any artists uh, who you could name, but there was art everywhere. And everyone did everything that was a bit cartoony and sick. And then fucking Tintoretto. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's nothing in between. It's It's just like, it's like one day there was this. And then there was a, and I, I would just like to s- spend a week in, <laughs> if, I, if I could name it,
1: spend a week in the it's bit where there wasn't
0: perspective. <laughs> and then the, yeah. It's
1: a similar thing with Manoa. I'd like to find out what was going on. What, how did they, t- what was their art culture? Did everybody draw? Did everybody, you know, the things that we've talked about, did everybody draw? Did everybody, how was art taught? How was it? where there wouldn't have been artists as such. Everyone would have been, from what we understand, kind of on the same level, mm. you know. Um, but it's so interesting just yeah. to see there are... Pre- I wouldn't want to come back, though, because then you'd come back, oh, great, and now I come back to our art world, which is just a monetized shitstorm. <laughs> <meet> <laughs> <lander>. <laughs>